Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Roche is here. Hello. Bernie is here. Woohoo! And we are joined today by two cups of tea. Yeah. One of them is black. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The other one. Uh, well, we ran out of milk. Well, so... we can call it light skin. <laughs> Mulatto <laughs> cup of tea. Uh, we, we've got the spectrum covered. Mm-hmm. It's a black tea with a dash of chocolate milk. Yes. How's it going? Uh, wonderful, actually. There you go. Yeah. We invented something. Yeah. We need to come up with a name for this. Uh, chocolate tea. World Cup tea. Black tea from the Black Sea, and then everyone can start rapping. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, there's a very particular place that you would like to start today, is there not? Yes. Yes. Nigeria defeated Iceland. All we are seeing give us one goal. And they gave us two. They gave Thank two you goals. very much, Ahmed yep. Musa. Um, I wanted to start here because Iceland were the favorites, which that sentence in the office, that sentence itself, is trash. Mm, Iceland yes. being favorites for anything, they thrive being the underdogs. And I saw this uh, uh, pre-match uh, conf- uh, press conference where the Iceland coach said, yeah, we'll see what happens. And one of the Icelandic players said, no, we're going to win. And I thought, I'm tired of this Mascherano bullshit. I'm tired of this guy. Everyone's saying they're going to beat us. No. No. And you know what? First half, we were shit. In my yep. second half, we gave them an ass-kicking. I'm I, so proud of the boys. I will say, if one had watched Nigeria's first game, you were terrible. Yeah. And so, if I were Icelandic, I would have taken a lot of encouragement from that. That said, you don't go out in a press conference and say you're going to win. Yeah. Because you're just setting yourself up for failure. Absolutely. Sure, they were trying to be Vikings and all, and we get it. Um, but Iceland, everyone who was cheering for Iceland was aboard the Iceland gravy train from the Euros two years ago, mm-hmm. and I could not stand any of it. I mean, I appreciated it. It was nice at the time. But I really wanted Nigeria to do well this World Cup. And and I'm really happy they won. And and I feel like a lot of people have jumped off that Iceland gravy train and onto Onto the the Nigeria the wings of the the Super Even before the tournament, because of the jerseys of Nigeria, which are the best in the tournament, Mm -hmm. might we say. So my wife and I have this thing where we're driving out of downtown, back home, and we actually count the number of Nigeria jerseys we see on the street. Ah, what's what's the most you've seen? Three, and that's a lot on a non-Nigeria like game day. So after the game, after the um, we gloriously defeated Iceland, um, I went to get food from the, a food establishment. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say which. Um, they may sponsor the World Cup, but I went there and <laughs> and this kid, it was my Nigeria kit, and this kid was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Ran to the like, cars parked. Knocked on the window. I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" He asked me, "Where'd you get that?" I said, "I, I got a guy." It sounded like a drug dealer. Yeah, very really much weird. so. Because how much do you pay? I'm like, I told him the wrong price, so, so he would leave <laughs> me alone. He's like, "Oh my god, guys, he's got he's got the jersey, he's got the jersey." I was like, "Wow, this jersey is a celebrity." You don't have to tell us the establishment, but wh- where were you? Which part? Of it town? was McDonald's. Come on. Uh, I was in Ajax. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I totally... Uh, it was McDonald's. I, I, mis- <laughs> I, I misinterpreted Alex's question, and I thought he was asking for the restaurant. <laughs> I literally said I wasn't. <laughs> on, on the game, Ahmed Musa, for me, scored the goal of the tournament. 
It might be biased. I'll accept the it. first one. What the first one? Oh my goodness! The touch and the volley. The touch took out two defenders. Like you, you have to watch this goal. The counter attack was incredibly fast, and someone ch- said, "Look at the pace." I said yes. Don't say power. <laughs> a lot of pace in that counter. All Victor Moses. All Victor Moses. He trapped the ball. Musa trapped the ball in the box midair, outside of his foot. Like you have to understand, outside of his foot in midair. Lifted and the ball basically lifted over two defenders, and then he slammed it into the. Oh my god, it was its beauty in motion. Check out Ahmed Musa's first goal against Iceland, it is wonderful. The best thing about this is it's actually quite a bad cross. Like, if you're Victor Moses, mm-hmm. you've done the good, you've done the hard work, and then you've just got to put a decent ball in, and he doesn't. <laughs> but Ahmed Musa really sorts it out for him, which is nice. And this is really good for Musa because he was, in some ways, off the map this season after he was way on the map in the center of the limelight when he was at Leicester. Yep. So I'm very happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Le- Leicester didn't really know what to do with him, clearly. I mean, what would you say is his best position? Uh, Mascherano. <laughs> Literally. Just play him on Mascherano. Play <laughs> Mascherano. Fine. Do you remember the preseason game, Leicester-Barcelona, where he put Mascherano on his back? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. That, that's the best, that's what he does. And the thing is, I'm confused if you're talking about Mascherano centre-back, or Mascherano midfielder, or Mascherano goalkeeper. Doesn't matter. Just <laughs> Mascherano. That's okay. also why I'm sure Nigeria beat Argentina. Who lost 3-0? Croatia. They did, and they were absolutely horrendous, and Croatia were fantastic and absolutely deserved that victory. By the way, our fans are really happy because the thing is, we're saying, well, if they only if they got beaten 3-0, we got beaten 2-0, we're in Argentina. This is the logic that we're going with, and we're, we're standing by. You know what, I mean, that logic aside, there is an argument for, <laughs> there is an argument at the moment for anyone really being better than, than Argentina. I mean, they were so shit. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that you uh, Nigeria have every chance of winning this game, but they may not even need to. So let's have a look at. I mean, we're on Group D, so we'll start there. But Croatia are top with six; they're through. Mm-hmm. Nigeria on three, Iceland, Argentina on one. Nigeria can probably draw this. Iceland have a minus two goal difference. Nigeria have mm-hmm. a equal of like zero. Mm-hmm. You can probably draw this. Yes, but Argentina are going to come out with fire and fury. <laughs> and I'm not sure our 19-year-old who looks 50, our 19-year-old goalkeeper can handle the onslaught that's going to come his way. Our back line, they're actually quite good, but I don't know how good they are at this particular level. We've conceded two penalties in a row, like back-to-back game penalties. That shows the inexperience for me. Messi, Iguain probably going to play where we'll probably be dropped. That's tough. I think, I think we will get the draw. But I'm scared right now. I really am scared. Uh, I see why you're scared, but I actually think that Nigeria is going to win this game because Argentina have nobody on their team sheet <laughs> in defense or in midfield. Mm-hmm. Mascherano does not count. Mm-hmm. I agree. What are you saying about Tagliaf Fico? Who? Exactly. Meza? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think Meza means Fine. table, if I'm not mistaken. Should we check? No. No. Okay. Um, but the, okay. So even the thing is, Nigeria could very well win that game. They could draw it. Even if they lose it, Iceland have to beat Croatia for Nigeria not to go through at this point. But if so, we if we lost it, Argentina go. Oh yeah. Never mind. <laughs> so, never mind. So, <laughs> it's not like Argentina are just hanging around here. I now. just kind of thought they were done. Like that defeat <laughs> was so bad that they deserved to go out, even if they, you know. Yeah. And uh, we saw some very good games. Today, thriller to the last minute mm-hmm. in, uh, I think it was Group B with Spain, Portugal, Iran, and Morocco. <clears throat> so expect that to happen in 
Nigeria's group as well. Yeah, yeah. This let's. Oh my God, we have so many of these things to talk about. That it's it's. For the record, I was not excited for the World Cup. I think I made that clear on the part with Rahul. Very much so. This may be the best World Cup I've seen. Oh yeah. In my adult life, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and I think possibly it's been fun, kind of like England, because... Oh my God. Yeah, really? 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 Because, really? Because, we go. because the expectations for it were not there. Yeah. They I, didn't, I didn't cut, like, in previous World Cups, I'm like, right, it's the World Cup, this has got to be the best thing ever, and it just wasn't. Whereas now, I'm like, yeah, it's the World Cup, it's in Russia. We have the evidence of Alex actually being excited for England. Bernie, exactly. please state what you found. Four, four years. Yeah. So, uh, four more years. Alexander and Ethan's a fraud. <laughs> 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 he came up with an article, well written by the way, about how um, he hates England, but this is the England team that he feels he can finally get excited about. He wrote the same article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Co- copy paste. Eh? I, st- I stand by both. I stand by both. It's just there are levels. Four years ago, four years ago, they were much more likable than they were eight years ago, and now they're much more likable than they were four years ago. So so let me take our listeners through exactly how Alex's emotions changed in the, how do you say, the preview to this tournament. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be nonsense. It's, it's going to be absolutely spot on, and here's what happened. So initially, both you and I were ragging on England, mm-hmm. you know, making fun of the team, saying mm-hmm. they were going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then with each day getting closer to the tournament, Alex started to say, you know, I think England, you know, I can I can get behind this England team. I think they have a new team, a new squad, some fresh faces. The baggage of Rooney, Lampard, and Gerrard and all those knobs is now out the way. And and he started to change sides. Meanwhile, I was still blasting England. I said, you know, the EPL can't cross. They can't do anything. They're going to lose to Tunisia 4-1. The gonna EPL lose to, can't cross. They're going to lose to Panama 2-0. Alex is like, you know what, mate, bring it on, bring it on. I said, you know what, England are going to lose to Belgium. Because the stars of the Premier League play for Belgium and the regular players. But the EPL can't cross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this Here's is all. a question. And Alex keeps saying England are going to win this, and now he thinks England are going to win the World Cup. No, I do not. <laughs> Lies. Lies and slack. Just, just wait till we get to the semis and England are still there. Fake news. Uh, but is, it, is this. Do you have England next? Because. Uh, no, I mean, we was going to go to, to Group B with Spain and Morocco and the games from today, but we can go back, because um, England was a couple of days ago, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 6-1 against Panama. Uh-huh. What I will say is, Panama possibly the worst team I've ever seen at a World Cup. <laughs> Saudi Arabia are only not worse because I think their game against Russia was fixed. Um, no. Saudi Arabia are not worse because they beat Egypt. Fair. So Egypt are England. They've won a game. (laughs) It's arguable. I've seen some footage of Zaire in 1974. Zaire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Were India? No. They qualified in 1950, but were disqualified before the tournament started because of their refusal to wear shoes. (laughs) Yep. It's the best. It's absolutely the best. I don't want to laugh at that. I don't want to. Yeah. May or may not be fake news, but... (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, Anyway... England, I mean, this was the biggest win that England had at a World Cup. Mm-hmm. If not ever, then for, for like a hundred years or something. Um, no one is, I don't, has anyone scored a hat-trick at a World Cup before Harry Kane did it? The I think it was Miroslav stop closer did it against Saudi Arabia. No, an English person. Oh, English person? It was Jeff Hurst. Really? I think Lineker may be. Eh, I don't, I don't know. know. Either way. It doesn't happen very often. A bunch of shit happened that hadn't <laughs> happened in a long time. Um, which was quite exciting. Although it occurred to me afterwards that the only kind of free-flowing open play goal was Lingard. Yeah. Everything else was a penalty, a set piece, or the deflection of Kane's foot. Yeah, it was. It was 
the type of thing that happens when you play a pub team. <laughs> where, yeah. Or just random things yes. go in your favor all the time. My God, they were so bad that when they scored their goal, their fans were so happy. Oh, it's their only ever goal at World Cup. You know what? Panama was the definition of that team that's just happy to be there. Yes. And I felt happy for them. I did. There was yeah. a clip of a Panamanian commentator or something while they were singing the national anthem, and he's in tears. Wow. And I just thought, this is actually what the World Cup is about. And by the way, there are a bunch of knobs on Twitter and even, I think, a few people on um, TSN, I heard, saying, oh, I'd, this is, I'd rather the World Cup be the best uh. nations in the world. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Yes. <laughs> if you want to watch the best like teams in the world play football, that's a Champions League. Exactly. And that happens every year. Yeah. And if you want to watch the next best thing, you watch the Euros. And even that has Hungary. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's leave that alone. This is about... The world game. And by the way, what makes it special is that you get certain teams that do underdog miraculous things. And Ghana, who would have got semifinals if not for Luis Suarez. Mm -hmm. Those are stories that we want to see. So shut the hell up, all of you haters. This is the world's game, and we're happy about it. I agree. And thank you also for identifying that there are knobs on Twitter. I don't think anyone was quite admitting that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's no. good to know. Nob's on Twitter. Where did yeah. you hear that? My, my question about this England game is, I mean, 6-1, free-flowing football, it's against Panama, whatever, but there are lots of suggestions that, say, the World Cup 2006 team for England would have struggled to win this game. I think someone had a tweet that said it would have been 1-0, Rooney penalty, and then uh, Alex would have said something like, well, we needed to make it tough for everybody <laughs> opposition, <laughs> and John Terry with a great performance, but man for man, and man for man, this team is not the best England team. No. Man for man, 06, 10, 14. 14. I don't know yeah. about 14. Yeah, 14 but was, at least yeah. 2000, 2010, man for man is better. I wonder if it's if a lot more credit has to go to Gareth Southgate because he had the, uh, the I don't know the word I'm looking for, but the ingenuity to play this 3-5-2. To yeah. play a system that fits the players that he has and to practice the system and ingrain the system, I can only imagine what would happen if England had actually done such a thing with the talents of players that they actually had you back know, in the day. I, I, will, I will say yes, Gareth Southgate does look good for the part right now. But you know, in the qualifiers, in the, you know, the build-up to the World Cup, it's hard to really say that Gareth Southgate is the architect of everything. Because the squad selection, the appointment of Southgate, all of that goes down to the football committee behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And so I guess... In my opinion, I would say that they were almost ready for a new era of England team, which is why they're open to this new cycle of players. You know, getting rid of Rooney was a big step in the dressing room, for sure. But but how can you not credit Southgate with that? I mean, that was, you know, for, for a start, the, the FA, yes, they selected Southgate, but actually they selected Allardyce and then he screwed up. And then, so they had to replace him mm-hmm. with someone. And Southgate was already there, so mm-hmm. they asked him to step in. So fair enough for not kind of, balking at that and going with him but Southgate initially didn't actually want the job mm. and then he grew into it and and I think that there are simple things that he's done that have made this side better because I think you're right man for man previous teams better squads mm. but this England team is playing without fear which is something that we haven't seen from an England team in a long time there's an actual atmosphere like a group atmosphere that the players all say that they are enjoying. Mm. I mean, we've seen those interviews with like Lampard and Ferdinand and stuff where they're like, yeah, we didn't speak to Steven Gerrard or we didn't speak to so-and-so mm-hmm. because they were United and we were Chelsea mm-hmm. and like they were cliques. So he's got rid of that, maybe because it's a younger squad and they don't have that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, it, there's something about the atmosphere with the squad that is allowing them to play football without the kind of weight 
of expectation on their shoulder and partly maybe aside from Southgate it is that people expect less now I think it's that I think it's also there's, there, there's a plan and mm. I mean mm. Fabio Capello to me his plan was 4-4-2 or 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one, whatever, whatever it was yeah. and that was outdated then mm-hmm. just imagine that he went to Russia and was absolutely bollocks. <laughs> yeah. And they said he was trying to play a 4-4-2 in Russia. It didn't make any sense. Meanwhile, at that time, you know, we're talking about what? When was Capello? 2006? 10. 2006. United had already started messing around with a 4-2-3-1. And that they learned, that Ferguson had learned from Spalletti. Like, this is, the game was evolving. <coughs> and English game didn't evolve because Capello was the manager. Mate, he was so bad with Russia, they tried not to pay him. <laughs> he had to take them to court <laughs> to get his money. Exactly. I just, I give Kasaki a lot of credit because, who was it? Van Hal came to England. He wasn't the first, obviously, but 3-5-2. Conte, 3-5-2. Vanny. Um, Sure. Greg, Greg, Greg Manny, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like Guardiola came in, he did tried a bunch of different things, and he actually sat back and watched. It seemed to me like he was watching what these top managers were doing and used that to his advantage and to actually mold these players. And I to me, you may he you may not call him a wonderful tactician, but at least for someone to be able to study and learn what other people are doing and apply yeah. it, yeah. I, I give him a lot of credit for that. hundred percent In which case, and while we're on this group how much credit are we giving to uh, Roberto Martinez? None. Uh, Belgium 5-2 against Tunisia. He's instituted a three-at-the-back system, with 3-4-3. Three, three. Uh, anything? Um, I mean, to my point earlier, like, it's... I, I, okay, maybe not my point earlier, but I've always hated Roberto Martinez. Same. Uh, I think he's a shifty bugger, and he's always going to be. <laughs> but he's got a good squad. And, you know, some of these players, most of these players, actually, do play in the Premier League. So these... Quack. These, this new culture of managers in the Premier League who are instilling these new tactics and everything, they're also flowing through into the Belgian team in yeah. some ways. So Martinez, with his experience with the Premier League, yada yada, put two and two together, Belgium are like an England 2.0, almost. In a sense, I, I, I see that in the sense of their golden generation has not lived up to expectation. So I see a lot of similarities there. I see, despite all these wonderful players who do well with their club, they, they do kind of struggle and games can become rather pedestrian. The Panama game was like that for a very long time until, well, until halftime and Merson scored a wonder goal. Yeah. In this game, it was it was easier and that's fine. I think because Tunisia didn't want to go out and they had to come out of their of their, of their shape. To, oh, to, to be fair, uh, lethal finishing by Lukaku. Four shots, four goals. Four shots, four goals, and he's, he's up there with Kane, one behind him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, tied with Ronaldo. By the way, it's... It's wonderful when you supply your striker. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. <laughs> it really is. I'm not. I'm not gonna say his name. I'm not gonna go after him. This is a new season coming up. I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. But when you create chances for your striker, it's wonderful what happens. Yeah. Play to his strength, which is actually put him in with through balls. And every time he has scored a goal, make him run. Yeah, well, and, and it's fantastic to see. Maybe when United fails to sign Bale, you can get a cheeky Dries Mertens in for 20 I, million. I didn't want to say the name of the team. Yeah, okay. They want to say that. By the way, we, we can't leave this group without giving either Harry Kane credit or debating whether this is the worst hat-trick of all time. Well, he's got enough credit. I will say... I mean, the third one is what makes it a joke. <laughs> The two penalties were brilliantly taken. They were. Like, they were great, yeah. They're hard to argue but, but like, The third one was a joke. But like, let's not celebrate two penalties. Like, no, I agree. Like, but he did his job. The third one, was. I think he was embarrassed by that. Uh, it was uh, kind yeah. of funny. The <laughs> entire sequence of events with the deflection, the VAR, you know, checking the offside, and then him being subbed immediately after that, mm. 
it just looked like he had no idea what hit him. <laughs> That, that is true. <laughs> Everything happened very quickly. Yeah. Well, I, what I will say, sorry, yeah, j- just to Cage's credit, Vardy came on, he had 25 minutes and he didn't get a touch of the ball. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Harry Kane is a fantastic striker. I, I'm still not really sure. Like, I know what he does. Yeah. But he seems the, the kind of guy that everything goes right for him. He's like your lucky charm. He can't read. He's not fast enough. He's not creative like he's not the best at any one thing but, but everything goes well for the guy you want him in your team no matter what he's not bad at anything either no like, okay guys we've sung so many praises of england now now let's get down to business they're playing belgium in their first real test of credentials at this world cup what do you guys think i think from what i've heard belgium are about to rotate their squad there are um, rumors that lukaku and hazard are injured but people are saying that he's just saying that to Cover his tracks. But here's the thing: they're on the same goal, ter- same goal difference, same points, same wins, same losses, etc. Uh, someone needs to top this group. Mm-hmm. Who are their potential opponents? Uh, I, I think, think it's the Senegal, Japan. I think it's that group. You keep talking. Honestly, I'll bring it up. <laughs> I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure that's the group: the Colombia, Senegal, Japan. Yeah, it's a group after generally. I, I, I thought I thought Brazil were involved, but I could I, be wrong. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Oh, we'll find out soon. But okay. I think the, gen, the generally speaking, the game's going to be a good game. I, I can't say they've played recently in the past, though. I think both teams are going to rotate. I don't. I don't believe really? we'll see the main players in this game. I think Rashford will come in for Sterling. I think that will happen. I think Kane may start because I feel Harry Kane is, well, we all know how much he loves a goal. And I think he really wants his golden boot. So I think he will probably play. And I can see Danny Rose, Ashley Young. I can see a bunch of different things happening in this game. Definitely for Belgium, there will be rotation. Definitely there will be. Hard hard to actually see that rotation happening, given it's such a big game. But Alex, you seem to have pulled up the uh, potentials. Yeah, so the first place team in Group G, which is England-Belgium group, will play the second place team in Group H, which is Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. So that will probably, as it stands, well, it will be one of Senegal, Colombia, Japan, because they are all like banged together. They so are. it could be any of them. Um, Poland must feel really stupid. I don't know. Um, Such a mess. And then, yeah, 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 and then vice versa. By the way, you don't want to play anybody in that group. You really don't. I think, I think I'm, if it were me, I might take a Japan. Even though I, Japan are very, very good. They're Japan, very good, J- but Japan but, know how to fight. But of those three, I'll probably pick Japan. Because Senegal, to me, there's something about them. Mm-hmm. I, I kept my finger on something about them where they can pull an upset off, especially against England. I feel like they could bring everything to a halt against England. Yeah. And Colombia, I am not going against Colombia yeah. at all. No, no. <laughs> no I don't want no. any part of that. That is no, to no, be no. avoided if possible. <laughs> Colombia is a team that England will need to avoid at all costs. Yes. Absolutely. But Colombia, can they still top the... Yeah, they still yeah, can. Everyone. Right? Okay. And everyone can, okay. apart from Poland. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, okay, so uh, Group B, then Uruguay. This one, this one is, is pretty much done. So Uruguay 3, Russia 0, Saudi Arabia 2, Egypt 1. Oh, no, sorry, the group is done. Yeah. Right? Um, so Uruguay will be playing Portugal, and Russia will be playing Spain. Mm. Uruguay-Portugal, to me, screams penalty shootout. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has to. I mean, firstly, Portugal drew 1-1 with Iran today. They should have, they should, this game should have been done. Ronaldo missed a penalty. Charisma with a wonderful outside the foot. Um, I also have his foot shot. Did this go outside the foot? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was wonderful, yeah. but it should never... By the way, Iran almost won this game. Yes, they did. They had that golden chance in the last minute, and oh God, his side netting, <sighs> thought it was in, oh. would have been incredible. They would have knocked Spain out. Yeah. 
Well, they would have knocked Portugal out. Oh, Portugal. Yeah, right. Because yeah, Spain equalized. And for a team that should have been 2 0, 2 0 up. That would have been... And then Ronaldo would have gotten it on Twitter so oh, badly. Yeah. But between the Spain game and the Portugal game, there were... How many instances of VAR for, like, really crucial decisions? There were, like, five in half an hour or something. There were a few, but also just in the last ten minutes, the combination of who was going to go through mm. kept changing. Yeah. It was intense. It was, Morocco were two... No. Morocco were 2-1 up yeah. on Spain. In what I heard of that In the was. 81st minute. In the 81st minute. And then... Uh, what 90th minute or something that was when there was a penalty and right I think right as VAR was doing its thing yeah, yeah. Spain scored and and this is the thing so the the so there was Iran- a VAR sorry Alex go, go ahead Alex. I was just going to say the, the Iranians at the time didn't know that Spain had equalized mm. to make it 2-2 so they were under the impression that a draw was enough yeah so they got the penalty brilliantly taken penalty celebrated and then words seemed to filter through that they still needed another one, and they yeah. poured forward. Absolutely, because VAR was going on in both games at the same time. Yeah. One to determine the penalty for Iran, and one to determine the offside equalizer. So, or if it was offside. Oh, so it was, it was determining if Aspas was offside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Which he was, on. and they still gave it. <laughs> oh, really? No, oh, he yeah. wasn't. No, he was oh, onside. Come on. No, there was a leg. There was a leg from the defender in the back post. Mm. I, I didn't see I didn't see that goal at all, so I don't, I, I don't know. But the Moroccan players were quite upset. At the end, uh, <clears throat> one of them said VAR was bullshit. Yeah. And then, here's my thing. I didn't see that one, but I saw VAR give the penalty to Iran, which I thought was not a penalty. It wasn't. But, uh, so, I, I, in my head, I'm like, I want it to be a penalty, even though I'm kind of, Portugal my third team in this thing, but I wanted Iran. I like this underdog story. Yeah. To me, it's not a penalty, but can you see how yeah. it's given? Yes. Can you not give it if you're going to look at it in a VAR situation? You know what I mean? It's I a could, tough one. I looked at it ten times. I thought it wasn't a penalty. So I, I agree. I, I don't know if, if it's just me or the there's ve- Look, there's very clearly no intent on, on Cedric's part to, mm-hmm. to handle it. And it doesn't change the course of anything. Also, the ball is headed at his hand. Yeah, like, from his hand three is, centimeters is away. <laughs> he can't do anything <laughs> yeah. about it. So, I think we've said this multiple times. The clarif- I, this is not even a VAR thing. No, it's, it's a, a clarification ball. of the handball rule. Because yeah, some absolutely. people will say unnatural position. Was it unnatural? Sure, it's not by his side. But the rules say ball to hand. That's what the rule says. So I don't know what they want to do with this. Anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, Group C then. Um, Australia against Peru is the last one. And Denmark and France. Mm, France are through, right? Yep. Yeah. Six points. So is there like a... I guess... Denmark. Denmark have how many points? Did they win. They drew the first game. I don't. Denmark drew with Australia one-one. Uh, okay, that? so France have six. Denmark have four. Australia have one. So Australia could. Who's the fourth team in that group? Peru. Okay, so they're, they're out. out. Yeah. So Australia could still do something if France smashed Denmark and Australia beat Peru. Mm. It is doable. I can see I can see a France and Denmark agreement here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Some like old school like you know, we will probably see Thomas Lamar, you know, Fakir. Oh, does that get you a draw? Thomas Lamar? <laughs> Time Atlantico <laughs> Madrid, they just spent sixty million on him. I have to say I'm not impressed with France. No. No, they've not been, at all. they've not been good. No. But again, it's another case of Golden generation, although I think they had theirs already, but another golden another generation one. with a really shitty manager. Yep. So they could absolutely do nothing. 
in this World Cup. This is a very easy fix, and this is not an original thought, but here's what you do if you're France. You get through the group stage, you tell Didier Deschamps to uh, sod off, sod off, and then you bring in Zizou, who will rally the troops for a magnificent quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. Has that ever happened before? I don't know. But it that needs would to be remarkable. That is what should happen. You know, <laughs> you know if they bring Zidane, yeah. they'll win it. You just know it. Yeah. Well, it's also that. It's a, it sounds great, and it's also the galvanizing effect that a new manager would have Maybe into the knockout stage. A new manager yes. that they probably like. If, if, if this would work, only if he's allowed to parachute in Karim Benzema with him. <laughs> I mean, he's very much If we not, can change the rules just for that, then this could work great. Right? Oh, he can get bail as well then in that way. <laughs> he's not doing anything. Why not? <laughs> Group D, we already spoke about it. Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria, Argentina. Um, okay, so call it. Oh, come on. Call it. Um, my heart says we will get a draw. Okay, fair enough. Not so Croatia, draw. Croatia, Nigeria through. Croatia, Nigeria through for me. After Croatia's victory against Argentina, a lot of people were calling them contenders to win this nope. thing. Are you on board? No. Uh, it's a bit soon to say they're going to win the entire tournament. I think they're strong for a semi-final. But then again, once you get to the semis, it's anyone's game. Can, can I just say that um, my head does say Argentina, my heart says Nigeria, obviously, but I'm loving the fact that there was an attempted mutiny in the Argentina camp and uh, somehow San Paoli won. Uh, fuck you, Mascherano, with your Nigeria disorganization statement because we've been pretty good and <laughs> you guys have been a mess. So it's really, to you, really shocking how they've been such a mess. I mean, if you look at some of the camps, I saw the Senegal camp uh, the other day and they were having a great warm up where they were laughing and yeah, dancing. They're absolutely loving it. And then you look at Argentina and everything is a conspiracy. It's almost like there's some like there's some like magazine journalism rumor mill going on. It's it's just. They are bad. Listen, they need to accept they are bad. The fact that they are bad is not Sam Pilot's fault. Is it that they're bad personalities or they're bad skills? Well... Because they have a lot of skill and talent. Talia Fico. What? Don't care. Rojo. Oh, that's his name. Oh. Caballero. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Like, the, your best goalkeeper is Manchester United's subkeeper. Like, what do you want me to say about how bad your team is? This is the thing, though. Like, there's a combination of factors here. One is they stop producing defenders and midfielders mm-hmm. and goalkeepers, clearly. <laughs> they just stop producing Who was the last great... Defender for Argentina. Colaccini? <laughs> like, Colaccini is genuinely better than anything they have right so now. Newcastle's. Sorino's a great left back. I can't think of it. Javier, Javier Zanetti, but only because oh, he was like... Oh, oh, yeah, Walter, Walter Samuel. Walter Samuel, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Those kind of guys. Yeah. So not since, not since like early 2000s and have it, they had anyone no, decent as a back. It's not like they were winning any Ballon d'Ors or anything. No, no, but they were a watchable team at least. Yeah. But so the, there's the lack of production there and you say you can't blame Sampaioli but he's been in charge for a year and he's still dicking around with the formation he still doesn't know his best team he's still changing players around and unlike Southgate you know we were talking about what has Southgate done Sampaioli's clearly not created an atmosphere that's conducive to Mm. good football and I admit it's probably harder to do with Argentina when you're dealing with Messi and and different characters but he hasn't done it I, I think my problem with Argentina I mean besides I think there's a twofold problem one is some of the players are just not good enough. I mean, if Lanzini is making your World Cup squad, I'm sorry. Like, mm. Argentina, even though he's not here because he's injured, you have to be better than that. You're saying you Lanzini to... wouldn't get into the Nigeria team? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. you, you have to be better than that if you're a team that wants to win the World Cup. But I think the other thing is second-fold. Lionel Messi, I don't, he played like one friendly game or something like that. They've gone through a long period of not playing with this guy. 
like in their team, and then parachute him into the team. Fair play. He's the greatest player that we have in the game right now. And that's fair play. But it doesn't help building the cohesion and no. building the strategy. You can't imagine Harry Kane not playing these games. They work around how do we integrate this guy. Cristiano Ronaldo plays every single game for Portugal. Yeah. They know what they're going to do. I'm not sure these guys yet know, and that's possibly San Paolo's fault. It's possibly the Federation's fault. What they're trying to do when Lionel Messi is there and when he's not. Are, are I they, don't believe they have. have they been preserving him or something? Because I, I don't understand why he's not he's not game fit. Well, for example, when they got thrashed 6-1 by Spain, he, he wasn't, wasn't there. No, he he wasn't. was in the stands. Yeah. He wasn't injured. When they played Nigeria and got beat 4-2, he wasn't there. But he wasn't injured either. So I'm not sure what is... I just don't see how you build something and not have your pieces there. I, I think you also have to, have to consider the, the potential that... Um, or the potentiality that Barcelona are involved. Because when Spain was, was smashing Argentina 6-1, there were important <coughs> Barcelona fixtures coming up. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that Barcelona... We know the big clubs say to the international federations, do not play our player. You know? Well, they try. Yeah, but they, I mean, yeah they try, and it doesn't always work, but yeah. they are involved. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so just looking at the ramifications for this group, if Nigeria do get the draw and go through, they will play France. Again. How do you feel about that? Uh, we'll lose two one. Okay. If we play France, but you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. That's respectable. I, I I'll be honest. I get past the group, I'm good. That's 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 how I roll. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And then Croatia would end up playing either Denmark or Australia, depending on how that group. You take that any day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Croatia, Croatia will go through. Yeah. So Croatia quarterfinals. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. Bernie's already in a shirt that looks like a Croatia shirt. He is. I might have red and white check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Group E: Serbia, Brazil, um, coming up in the week and Switzerland Costa Rica I have to say on the previous I, I made a bit of a move of myself because on the previous pod I said you couldn't pay me to watch Serbia against Switzerland what and I saw the highlights and it was fantastic a, by the way that's a segue because after this game we should go to move of the week okay but what a game unbelievable wow some it people was. call that the game of the tournament no no some people I didn't say this okay. some people some, some of those people the sure. knobs on Twitter <laughs> everyone who's Serbian and Swiss no it was a great game uh, with the last minute goal breakaway counterattack broke Serbian hearts they feel robbed because they didn't get a penalty from VAR understandably so the oh. Mitrovic one oh, yeah. yeah that was a penalty nine times over and twice on Sunday like that was twice. he was wrestled by two people he was that, that was sensation. <laughs> it was horrendous. It was, uh, it was definitely crumbly. So something that VAR has missed this time. Yeah, but sure. okay, so on this, right, like, I think it was Howard Webb who you said that you would enjoy having a drink at a pub with or something like that. I would not enjoy it. He was talking about this and he said, it's very clear that VAR has had an issue with this holding thing. And it seems that particular, Harry Kane should have got one. Um, obviously Mitrovic, there was another one who I can't remember should have got one for... for uh, it, was, it was Kane in the opening England game. Against Tunisia, yeah. Yeah. But... It seems like they've called it in certain... I think there's inconsistency in the holding in particular. Yes. And everything else I'm okay with generally, but yeah. the holding, they're, they're messing up. It's almost like the players appealing strongly makes them consider the, the appeal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like someone's watching it and then three, 30 seconds later they say, okay, referee, call it back. Yeah. I've noticed that where players have been said, have been doing the whole like box yeah. sign and yeah. then the ref thinks about it. It's like, fine. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like a team is appealing for it. Yeah. I mean, if I was the ref, I would love to go to VAR anytime I possibly could. At least I'm sure about the decision. Yeah. I get a chance to actually look at it and yeah. then no one can criticize me for this. I mean, yeah, it makes sense when you get a handball call wrong. Though. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, th- let's not gloss over Grand Shaka's goal. Woo! What a hit. Woo-hoo. What a hit. Great hit. Worst celebration. 
Yeah. Do you know the significance of that ratio? Yes, I do. Why, is I, the, why do you think it's the worst one then? Well, I think it was a stupid thing to do. First oh, of all, you're because playing... Because he'll get a yellow card or a suspension or something? Well, mm-hmm. they're reviewing it in hindsight. It's a political message. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing for Switzerland. It's a, you know, traditionally a neutral place, neutral country. Eh. And you're trying to symbolize uh, another nation. I, I, go on. The, okay. I understand what you're saying. Leave the politics out of it. I, I completely get that. Except for the fact that his dad was imprisoned by the regime in what was Yugoslavia. And then they had to flee to Switzerland to get asylum. So, if I'm playing against that country, I'm just saying, if Nigeria's playing against Ghana, I'm making jollof rice celebrate. Like, <laughs> this is what I will do because you people have offended me <coughs> and offended my livelihood. And uh, Shakiri was the same thing. They all fled fled yeah. that place for a better life. So, I understand it. Although, Nemanja Matic and Milinkovic Savic had nothing to do with it. <laughs> That's fine. But I can understand where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, where else do you get to express that? Yeah. You know, that, that is your platform and oh. the other thing is that you know I saw some reaction to that being like well if you love Kosovo so might go and play for them it's like well no, there are rules you can't you can't once you've already played for they Switzerland. also didn't have a country they didn't exist until, <laughs> so, until recently so um, ramifications then this group despite all of that is very tight and Brazil are not guaranteed to go through so Switzerland will probably beat Costa Rica can we say that yeah Costa Rica pretty shit um, so Switzerland will be through on seven point then it's Brazil, Serbia. Brazil have four. Serbia have three. Can Serbia pull off what would be the shock of the tournament and beat Brazil? They can, but they won't. Don't break my heart. So, so by the way, I don't think Switzerland will beat Costa Rica. Oh, no? I think Costa, Costa Rica are trash, but I think Costa Rica are going to pull a Saudi Arabia and go all out for the win. They don't want to go home winless. I don't think that's, that's their MO. Okay. So they're, I think they're good for a point, a yeah. yeah. I think that'll be a draw. Yeah. You know oh. what? It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> that makes literally no difference to the group. As, as much as I want to see Brazil get thrashed and I want to see them cry, you know, and I have Brazil going to the final in my bracket. Just... I have them winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I do want to see them get a good a good pace thing. But they're, they're going through. Okay. Let's be real. By the way, Neymar is... I'm sorry. If, if you give me Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously with my bias, and Neymar and Balotelli in this world, mm. I would kill... Neymar. <laughs> yes. Like, just dump him in a well and yes. cover it with yes. sand. See, I, I yes. find Cristiano Ronaldo equally objectionable, but there's way more to him to back it up. Whereas Neymar yeah. is just just horrible. How happy were you when the penalty was overturned? I, ecstatic. I, I was over the moon. Yeah. I have Neymar in my fantasy thing, and I really need him to score goals. Oh, yeah, true. Actually, we all do. Yeah, we do. But uh, aside from that, Alex. Aside, aside from that, yeah, I was delighted. I hate <laughs> and, and they go 1-0 up. And he flicks the ball over someone's head. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, it was a lovely flick, though. It was. Come on. Unfortunately, it was so good. No, man. (laughs) It ruined his life. Of all the things Neymar's done, that was the one you That irritated me, because it's like, oh, now party tricks? Are you serious? Okay, I'll give you guys that. I just didn't like, because I I think he's a knob. But, and then, after the game, he scored, and then he cried. I'm sorry. He cried. He cried. He cried bloody tears. Mate, remember in 2014, they all cried. The national anthem came on, they're all blubbering. Tiago uh, Silva's losing his shit. I mean, the Brazilians are emotional. Yeah, look, uh, he's, apparently he had all this pressure and scoring this goal, rhythm of it. No! Firstly, he puts all this pressure on himself. He invites this pressure by bouncing a football on his head after he scores in France. Like, what do you mean? Like, he does this to himself. And by the way, there are a lot of people who suspect that if they take him off the team, this team might play better. I don't... Well, they lost 7-1 the last time that happened. 
Yeah, true. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, maybe it was a week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, I be <laughs> One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Awesome. So welcome to Mumu of the Week for our new fans from Panama. Because mm. this is a World Cup edition. I expect we have some <laughs> Panamanian fans, some Saudi fans checking us out. Um, so a Mumu, firstly, it's Nigerian Pigeon English. Uh, that's our street slang. And then Mumu is an idiot or fool. Uh, we just finished talking about Neymar. So now Roche is going to introduce us to this first Mumu of the week. Yeah, just going back a little bit to club football this week. Uh, the Mumu is Arsenal as a, enti- as a club. <laughs> Completely, the entire thing, as if they're not a shambles already. <laughs> the marketing team has pasted Unai Emery, you know, as like, you know, Unai Emery, the man. The legend mm-hmm. on the front of their magazine that's a you know it's an arsenal magazine it says arsenal across the top but they photoshopped his head in in such a way that the letters are blocked out and the only letters of arsenal that you see are a and a l hmm. no. <laughs> so that's they've, arsenal the moo for you they've taken the arse out of arsenal <laughs> oh, hey. and put it back in mm. I, oh, hey. alex that is alex we gotta tweet that wow mm. alex that's so it's good. too late now wow. Anyway, okay, that's being tweeted later. Yeah, at yeah. under underscore the cock. <laughs> it, it was very well done. It was a rather unfortunate placement, I have to say. Um, wow, thank you, Roche. That was a wonderful moment. Um, I, I can't top that, but uh, I'm going to give some uh, hate, not love, hate to Sid Sixero from the Tim and Sid show. A uh, very popular sports show here in Canada. I'm and a fan, he's, usually. He's gone viral. Mm. So... Firstly, Canadian football has gone viral for three things this year. Canadian Premier League, World Cup successful bid, and now Sid. (laughs) So why? Sid went on a horrendous rant against Lionel Messi. Now, I enjoyed Lionel Messi's World Cup misfortune Mm. as much as the next guy. I went off and off (laughs) and off. But the one thing I did not do was slag him off with false accusations. Number one. That Messi could not do it without Xavi and Iniesta. Literally just won the league. Almost went un- undefeated. Wow. So that is that is absolute trash. What about the two Xavi- Copa Finals? The Copa Finals? The World yeah. Cup Finals? Sure, he missed the penalty for sure. <laughs> Xavi hasn't been there for fucking years. And, and, he, and he also said he couldn't do it without David Villa. He's been gone forever, man. <laughs> he won the Champions League without David Villa, if I'm not mistaken. So... I don't know where that came from. Okay, so I think his background is Portuguese. Sid Sagara? Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there so we go. There is so much bias there. Yes, right there. Boom. But So he was comparing him to Ronaldo, which is fair. Everyone ah, does that. Of course. But then he said, uh, Ronaldo has done it with players who are not as good as those. And then I, was, I thought, okay, that's fair. Then he went, Michael Carrick sucks. And I thought, what? you are an idiot. Like You can say that they're not on the same level. But to then say Michael Carrick sucks, it shows you don't know football. Wait, hold on yeah. a second. Is comparing Carrick to Messi? No, mm-hmm. that, that Messi did it with Xavi Iniesta. Oh. Ronaldo did it with Michael Carrick, which is unfair because Span- Spaniards and Italians all say they would have had Michael Carrick in their team. Mm-hmm. But the, the worst part is he then said Ronaldo Fenomeno did it without world-class players. Well, and I just thought, did what? Like club level, did what? He did not he win. Scored a bunch of goals. He won La Liga once. Like he, like, <laughs> he, he didn't do anything. Phenomenal. At level. Played in the Galacticos with Zidane and didn't win anything. Beckham, yeah. Figo, Figo, Roberto Carlos, Raúl, <laughs> like and did yeah. not win the Champions League. 
And and yeah, and no, and for the national team as well, Romario, mm-hmm. Rivaldo, mm-hmm. Ronaldinho, Gilberto, mm-hmm. everything. Juninho. When you two, want to talk about, <laughs> when you want to talk about players who have done it, you talk about Messi, you talk about Ronaldo. You never bring up a club, club level Ronaldo phenomenon. You don't do that, especially when trying to make that point. No. So anyway, he was drunk. This is why Cizicero is move of the week fully as well. This who, week, who gets the award though? Oh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. Because yeah. they can't Sid, win any other awards. Sid is usually good. Arsenal have a recent history of not being. I do more. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Welcome back. We are coming back with Germany. Mm. That moment. Was it the moment of the World Cup? There's been a few moments, so it's it's arguable, but it was up there. It's up there. Tony Cruz, who gives the ball away mm-hmm. for the Sweden goal. Mm-hmm. And and let's be honest, that is the only way Sweden are going to score, is if you give it to them. Yes. Because they don't score goals. Hey, he still had a lot of work to do. Granted, and he did it very, very well. He Quite. Did. He did. Uh, they should have had a penalty before that, though, Sweden. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, VR messed that up. Well, I actually didn't even go to VAR. Yeah. <laughs> didn't they, even they, they didn't appeal hard enough. Maybe. But it, that should have been a penalty. They got their goal. Like you said, Tony Cruz, he's, he's not had the greatest of tournaments. No. But I appreciate the man. He's very straightforward. Mm. He said, I messed up and I had to fix it. And then he did that. What a free kick that was. It was unbelievable. I mean, there was... It was one of those situations where there was only one thing he could do. Mm-hmm. And he did it. It had to be perfect. Yeah. It had to be perfect. And even being perfect, the goal, you could argue that the goalkeeper could have saved it. Possibly, yes. yeah. But he just hit it so well. I, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. So this German team has not seemed cohesive at mm. all. This is not what we expect from, from the De Mannschaft, or however you say that. Uh, the first game, Ozil was not very good. He didn't play. I, I don't think he even... Did he come on in this game? No. At all? He didn't no, he was even, just sitting on the bench. So he didn't even come on. And there were rumors that the, there are two factions, and part of the other ones kind of said, we don't want Ozil to play. I find that strange in Germany, and I think Jürgen Love would actually be able to handle that. But something's not right, and it's coming across on the pitch, I feel. Well, I think Germany are still a good team. But they just came against a Mexico team, which is very strong. 110% cohesion factor with Mexico, always mm-hmm. in every World Cup. They're a very determined team. They have a lot of teamwork. And I think Germany did not expect that. And, you know, they fell behind with the goal, and it was uphill from there. And... In some ways, they were unlucky. And it, with the Sweden game, the same thing happened with Germany. But this time, they were able to take control of the game more, create a lot of chances in the with second half. With a red half. card, by the way, to Jerome Boateng. Yes. Mm. With 10 men, they were still able to make it one-way traffic. And Sweden did not take the chances they mm. had in the first half. So, yeah, Germany could have easily been out of this World Cup, but look at that fighting spirit, and they're still in it. Fair. I mean, you know, you can never really write the Germans off. It's a cliche, but you really can't. And there was a sense of inevitability about that goal. I mean, once they hit 1-1, they had 45 minutes to score the next one. And you felt it was coming. Um, that said, Jerome Boateng, just for a second, mm-hmm. Bayern have allegedly put him up for sale. Oh, it's not even alleged. It's true. And <laughs> you can now see what... I don't know what he was doing in this game. He was rampaging around like a nut. So, I, I remember <laughs> in... Was it Euro... What's last Euro? 2016? Yes. Didn't he give away a penalty? Like, yeah. his hands were all over the place? Yeah. And I remember saying... he. I put him in my PK Ramos bracket, mm. overrated defenders... But because of where Man United have gone recently, I, he's available, and I've been screaming. 
to buy him. But now this is he just has to do this while I'm getting used to the guy. Trying trying <laughs> to like him a little bit. So no, I, him and Hummels. I mean, I like Hummels, but come on. Well, Hummels okay. is what uh, he's out. For the next game, and Boateng will be suspended, so I don't know who plays. Is Rudiger and is Mustafi in this squad? No. Who is the next game against? Uh, it is against South Korea, so it doesn't really matter. Mm. Okay. Who they play at the back? Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. Yeah. Well, unless Son hits another ballistic missile. That was a great strike. It was very good reference. Yeah, it was. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice, yeah, wow, wow. Um, but wow. yeah, group Group F: Mexico <laughs> six points, Germany three points, Sweden three points. So, you know, Germany will win, right? Would you uh, agree okay. on that? Yeah, so yeah. they'll be on six. Mexico and Sweden. I'm going to guess they're going to play out a draw. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a draw. Actually, Sweden need to win to have any chance of qualifying, don't they? They could all be on six points, right? Or something? Actually, is that mathematically possible? Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah, so yeah if Sweden win and Germany win, all three of those teams okay. are on six points. So this group is wide open. Yeah. But then Sweden but, have to come out. Yeah, and Sweden coming out—they like a low block. Coming out is just <clears throat> yeah. And to that Mexico counter attack, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. That's the thing. You, you like you can play a high line against some teams, but this Mexico team is not one of them. No. Um, okay, so that's Group F. Group G, we already covered England, Belgium, Panama, Tunisia. Last one is Group H, and this has actually been uh, a low-key, absolutely fascinating group: Japan, Poland, Senegal, <coughs> Colombia. <coughs> Colombia have come roaring back with a 3-0 victory against Poland, which was phenomenal. They played brilliantly. That said, how shit are Poland? Harsh. I just think Poland were blown away by Colombia's determination. I don't think Poland are bad on the pitch. They had a very good qualifying campaign. They looked good in the build-up to the World Cup. They were just completely blown away by Colombia's passion. I mean, you had, what's-his-face, Carlos Valderrama in the stands. (laughs) With Rene Iguita. Legends. The the hair was epic enough <laughs> to win you the game. I, I I'm sorry, I, I did I disagree on Poland. I think they actually are trash. Uh, they are as in Nigeria we call it four one nine. Four one nine. Which is a number it's like a number for fraud. Okay. <laughs> they, they they are fraudulent. This is a team, I think they're like tenth in the world or something like that. And they did that because they cherry picked easy teams to beat to get up in the FIFA rankings. Which, they are just not good. No. They, they don't have a good midfield. They don't have a good defense. Basically, it's Lewandowski and... Zielinski, uh, Milik. Maybe Pichak, whatever. Uh, Chesney, whoo, he's been found out a little bit. Man, but I'm, I'm just... Like, Senegal game, they got overrun. Again, maybe it's a passion thing, because those two teams went all out for oh, this. Senegal, and this yeah. Rodriguez coming back for Colombia, vital. And Falcao has been playing wonderfully. They have, they were so good. The, the goals that Colombia scored had me off of my seat. Especially the third one. The Hamas mm. assist was probably the assist of the tournament. Yes, and Mohamed will want us to, to talk about Hamas for a minute because he absolutely loves him. He even tweeted, I noticed, uh, that he would take him over Ozil. So there's that. You wow. lie. I don't. That is you lie. I mean, go and look for it. You'll I need it. a screenshot. <laughs> we're framing this. Oh yeah. my. I mean, he would be better than Ozil. Yeah, oh, 100%. He definitely is. I mean, he has the grit, the determination, the passion. That's something that you guys need a little bit bit more of. Sure. But sure. I mean, Mustafi has all those things too, but he's just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Get. laughs> um, but Hamas has been has been fantastic. Um, I mean, the assists that he, he put in in that game were, were wonderful, especially that third one. And Cuadrado, by the way, like, yes. you think you think there's, you know, he's put through on goal as a one-on-one. 
there is a lot to do, especially when you have that much running mm-hmm. involved, yes. and you've got to keep control of the ball and the nice finish. Oh, Sorry, what, what are their two champs situations? I mean, I know Hamas has a two-year loan going to the second year of his loan at Bayern Munich. He's probably not going to go anywhere. He's going to see where that, that leads, and that's cool. He's, he's playing well for them. Quadrado, what's the situation? I'm, I'm not... He got loaned from Chelsea to Juventus, mm-hmm. but it's like a five-year loan. It's like, it was a, like a loan for the rest of his contract. So he's basically uh, a Juventus player. Okay, because I was about to say, we have a, we and I have a right-wing problem. And I remembered, oh wait, Jose Mourinho brought Quadrado into Chelsea mm-hmm. and they shipped them off. So, mm-hmm. nope, that's not happening. But, you know, I, I don't want to move from... back. Right. It happens. It's, it's Wait, how my brain works. Nigeria, I do want to... United. Fair. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> wow, honored. I don't want to move on from Colombia uh, without mentioning uh, Quintero, who is also yes, phenomenal. Yes, he is great. Between him and Hamas, the level of creativity, the kind of the reverse balls, the, the dinks over the top. I mean, it's been wonderful to yes. watch. I'm so happy you brought Quintero up. I was uh, literally about to sign him myself. <laughs> just, to, just to be in my Where? life. No, no. Oh, it's to be in your life? Yeah. Oh, okay. He built He's, a shrine to this guy? Yeah, honestly, we should be calling this guy to come and play with us for like our soccer league. So here's a question. Have we done Quiz Tarot yet? Yes, yes. we've definitely done. Oh, wow. Yeah. Come on, guys. Definitely. Yeah. We're Sorry. Definitely it was no, one of the earliest ones. He supplied the assist for Falcao in this game, the second goal. I actually thought it was James who made the pass. Mm. That's how silky smooth both these players are. Mm-hmm. In fact, Quintero also had an almost assist or an almost assist for a chance in the first half. A reverse pass that split open the defense. I was very impressed with this you player. You really like this guy. Yeah, no, I was really impressed with him. I watched him play, and, and I, I haven't seen a player this exciting, this lively in the middle of the pitch Same. in a long time. Same here. Fair yeah. enough. And then uh, Senegal, <coughs> Japan. What a game. What a game. There are some good, good games. That was fantastic. The goals, what was it? The first goal for Mane, whatever. Mm. Like the goal, he spills it onto Mane. The second goal... Senegal score. Wow, what a hit. Nineteen year old A 19-year-old <laughs> yes. scored Wager. that goal. Oh, my Lord. Do you think Niang intended to flick that ball Absolutely across not. the secure box? He tried to, yes. he tried to do a back heel yes. into that net. Yes, yes, he yes. didn't try and give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a hit. It was probably the most crisp hit. But Japan's first goal, that was great because there was no other place he could have placed yep. the ball. Yep. None. But None. also the control to get past those big defenders. Yep. This is a little guy coming through, yep. and he placed it well. Absolutely. And But you know what? I mean, Japan had chances to win this. They yep. could have won it, and they could have sealed their qualification. As it stands, though, this group is, is just poised for, for drama. So you've got Japan on four. Oh, and I've clicked the wrong thing. Japan on four, Senegal on four, Colombia on three. Poland on, on nothing. So oh, again... Down. Three out of the four could get through on the final day. You've got Japan against Poland, so you get on on recent form. You'd have to think Japan will, will win it, or at least a draw. The problem, at least the best chance. The problem here is you feel like three of those teams deserve it. Yeah, I honestly feel in, the three of them have played so well that they did. Like Senegal, everyone's almost everyone's favorite team because, like you said, they're happy, they're dancing, they're, this, they're just fit. That, but they could. They could lose to Colombia. That's, that's oh, absolutely. Like, that's not, right. They're not favorites going into that game. Japan play Poland. Who cares? Poland don't even care. So no. Japan probably will go through. And I feel, even though I, I really wish also for Africa as well, Senegal go through, mm. I'm not sure they do. Yeah. And that feels so... I feel bad saying that because they don't deserve to get out of this group. I mean, they don't deserve to go home, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think there should be a thing whereby... People could vote to Alec, take, get out of here with take, your vote. Take Senegal instead of like the second place team in the France, Denmark, Peru group kind of thing. You know? Oh. 
Yeah, yeah. Just like one. We have like a, people, a people's choice. Yeah, a people's choice wild that is, card. That is so not fair. Or whoever a, got into that group. It's, it's democracy. That's what we're doing right now. This <laughs> isn't <laughs> Turkey. Get out of here. It's Definitely just Denmark, not. man. Like, they'll get over it. This They've is gerrymandering. Got, Denmark have got the best, best, you know, living conditions in the world. Okay, fine. but I have to say, like, between the Senegal and Co- Colombia game, I'm very excited to watch it. I think Colombia are going to win, but yeah. I'm going to cheer for Senegal just because I think they're physical specimens. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for them mainly because I think we're out. <laughs> so I need, I need a, another African team. What do you mean? Do you think Nigeria are out? Like oh, I once, said, you hit, once you hit France. Like I said, head says... Wait, what did I say? Yeah, head says we're losing. Heart says draw. Mm-hmm. So I'm covering all my bases here. Okay, okay. With that. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's all the groups. Um, so, I mean, that's all there is to, to say, really. That's all she wrote. Um, June 30th is when the first knockout round starts. Yeah. I, you know what I discovered today? Uh, or actually, Roche, you discovered it, sort of, is that... Our, our Sunday league season starts in a couple of weeks, and they have put a game at the same time as the World Cup final. No one's showing up. No one is showing up for that. Wait, what time is the World Cup final? Is, is the game literally... It's like midday-ish. Must be a 2 p.m. game. I don't know. I know the coverage starts at 11, so the game is probably 12 or 1 or, or something like <laughs> Coverage that. starts at 11, and the game's at 6 for the Super Bowl. <laughs> By the way, this yeah. happened a few years ago on our, uh, under the Kosh Downs League. I don't even remember. It was the Super Bowl, but, wasn't it? Huh? No, it was a World Cup, and then we went to the game. Like, luckily, it was after. Yes, yes. So we just like watched the game, and scrambled <laughs> to make it for. One of the I think games. the other team defaulted. I don't know if they did. <laughs> they were late, or they defaulted one of the two. Nice, wow. amazing. Anyway, all Stupid. right. Well, enjoy the rest of the World Cup until we talk to you next. Uh, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. Find us at underthekoshblog.com. Find us on iTunes, Facebook, you know, anywhere else. And, and for our listeners, I think, you know, when you tweet us, definitely tell us who you're cheering for in this World Cup so we can have some bats back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. And a new episode of The Academy is coming up real, real soon. Sick. And Thanks. stay tuned for our next quiz night. Yes. And our next uh, team night party at Alex's uh, <laughs> house. And, yeah, we're, invite, we're inviting the internet to that one. And the World Cup final party, of course. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, Roger, say goodnight. Goodnight, guys. Bernie, say goodnight. Goodnight. And it's goodnight from me. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.